Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to the Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And if you listen on any of our podcasting platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you're notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back. And let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to season four, episode 36 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before we get deep into this episode, I do have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, Father God, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to get on this platform another day. I thank you, Lord, for the listener who just clicked on this episode and they're listening. I pray that they are blessed through this episode. I pray that they take things from this episode and apply it to their everyday Christian living. And I also pray, Lord, that they have a prosperous and wonderful rest of the week. I pray, Lord, that through this episode, I am able to guide the people to make it through the holiday season without having any loneliness, feeling of worthlessness, or a sense of not belonging. I pray away any depression during this holiday season. I pray away any anxiety during this holiday season. I pray away any grief during this holiday season. And we are going to focus on you, God. I thank you for the idea of this episode. And I pray that as I am teaching, if there's anything additional that you want me to share with the people, that you give those tips to me. You give me any additional scriptures. And you just lead and guide me through the teaching of this episode. I pray for more of you and less of me. And I thank you so much again for the viewer or listener who's watching this right now. They are such a blessing and I hope that they realize that. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. So now that we welcome our co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of this episode. So if you would like to submit any high and lows to be featured on the podcast, you can always do so by DMing us on our Instagram, Facebook, email address, or down below in the comment section on YouTube. And if you do, you have the opportunity to be featured on the podcast. And if you do want us to pray for you in private, just let us know and we'll be sure to let you remain anonymous and just pray for you in private. But I did get a couple viewer submissions this week. So let's go ahead and jump into the viewer high and lows for this week. So the first high comes from God Gotcha Girl, who is also Kendall. She has been a guest on the podcast. So if you have not tuned into her episode, definitely check that out. But her high for this week. Now, this may seem simple, but I started a personal page again. For years, I deleted my personal page because I felt like a failure in life. And all my friends could see that I didn't become Dr. K. That was embarrassing and heartbreaking. But as I have let God become the head of my life, I understand that my past, my mistakes, or what others think of me no longer matters. And I want to show what God can do, no matter the circumstances. He saved my life. 
glory to God. Whew, that makes me so happy. I am so happy that you are growing and you are becoming who you truly were meant to be. It's so heartwarming to read your comment and see how far you've come. I remember when you thought that you weren't pretty and you were asking your husband, like, why do you think I'm pretty? And to now, to you knowing like who exactly who you are and know that God is all that matters is so, so exhilarating to see you finally there. And I'm so happy for you. And I will continue to pray your strength during this time that you continue to grow in Christ. So thank you for that comment, and I am so happy for you again. And I also got a low moment from a very loyal listener, and I definitely want you guys to be in prayer with her on this. We'll start with her lows, and then we'll move into her high because she submitted both, but the high comes from the low. So her low is her car was stolen on Friday. That took such a hit on my feelings and just things overall. And another low is I have been sick for a week and a half. Fortunately, it's the tail end of the sickness and also that it's not serious, just a really rough cold. So I am so thankful that you are feeling better with your cold. By now, you should be completely healed in Jesus' name, but I will still be praying for your continued health, especially your family, because I know you have kids as well. So I'll be praying for you and your family and definitely praying for your stolen car, walking outside and not seeing my car that, you know, gets me around is so essential to my everyday living and you have a kid as well so I definitely definitely will be praying for you for God's peace because I know that can be so scary going forward always wondering is my car going to be out there someone invaded my personal space and took my personal property I just definitely would keep you in my prayers but with that she said that her high was even though her car was stolen God has shown himself in this situation Urge me to be forgiven of the person because them taking the car wasn't about me. Mm. And that he has better. Mm. And that he has better for me on the other side of this. I love that you have that perspective. We actually talked about this during the Seek Bible study this week. If you guys don't know, I do host a interactive live Bible study over on my YouTube channel every Thursday called Seek Bible Study. And we're currently reading through Matthew. And last week we talked about God and possessions and how we shouldn't hold so tight or cling so tight to the things of this world because they could be taken away from us at any moment. But the one thing that can never be taken away from us is our faith in God. He can never be taken away from us. And if we just keep being reminded of that when things like what happened to you happen, we can be encouraged that, yes, the enemy may have driven that person to steal or break into my car, but God can create better out of that situation going back to Romans 8 and 28. Hopefully I'm saying that scripture right. I just said it off the top of my head. Let me check. Yes, and we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plan. So you see how God turned that around for you and made you realize that, hey, I, I can give you better. Things of this world, they come and go, but I will always remain the same. Your house may be taken away, thinking about the hurricane victims. Your house may be gone, but you still have me, and I can double the house that you had. Let's think about Lot, how everything was taken away from him. And in the end, he had more than he had originally. So God is definitely a God that he will provide for you 10 times more than what was taken away from you. He's always there no matter what happens, no matter 
what things of the world happens, God is always there. And I'm so happy that you know that. And God is sustaining you in that. And I'll definitely keep praying for you. All my viewers out there, definitely pray for her. Definitely have her and her family in your prayers. Like I said, she has kids. And so she has to drive her kids around. She's a preschool teacher. So a car is really important, but we know that God provides. So we definitely want to be in agreement that everything works out for her car situation. And if she does provide an update, you guys, I'll definitely let you all know. But my prayer warriors, get in that comment section. If you're watching on YouTube, write a prayer for her that she can read. If you're watching on the premiere, drop it in the chat. And if you are listening, you can send it to me in an email and I'll get it to her because I do have her contact information. So I definitely thank you guys so much for the prayer warriors that are going to pray in agreement with me. I've been praying ever since she sent me that message and I just want everyone else to join in agreement with us on that. But that is all the viewer high and low submissions that I have for this week. I want to thank you ladies so much for participating and being so honest, open and transparent with your lows as well and with your highs. Okay, Kendall, again, I'm so happy for you. So definitely thank you ladies for participating. I truly, truly appreciate it. But now that I've got the viewer high and lows out the way, I want to go ahead and jump into my high and lows for this week. I am very excited about this week because I did a major accomplishment towards my social anxiety. And that was I went to a ladies night at my church. Yep. Your girl socialized. I am so proud of myself. I will admit for the past couple of months, I have been letting my social anxiety get the best of me and I cancel on a lot of events or I don't even plan to go to events because I'm just like, listen, I have so much going on in my life already. I cannot even fight the social anxiety. I, I'm just trying to fight this other stuff and focus on this other stuff. So I listen. I'll get that when I get there. But I just keep trying to think on the woman that I want to be at the age of 30 in a year. And so being social is one of the things that I want to get back into. And I talk about that more in next week's vlog. So I definitely want to be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can get more in-depth conversation on what I mean when I say that, because I did talk in detail about that on the vlog. But actually pushing myself and going, it was great. I was exhausted at the end of it. I was very exhausted. If you are a fellow introvert, then you know when you are around like a lot of social interaction, it definitely depletes you. I'm not saying that it's bad at all, but kind of like, let's think about working out. When you work out, you're tired and you want to go to sleep. It's, working out isn't a bad thing. It just causes your body to be tired. So that's what I meant by like, I was super tired after the event, but it was a great event. It was actually a color party at my church and the staff of the church they did a great job decorating everything. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll put pictures up of myself in the background of the picture, the photo booth. It was so pretty, that background. I loved it so much. And they had all of the colors going around they had the color separated everybody bought their snacks it was such a fun time I was able to see Ashley because ever since she stopped the podcast y'all I have not seen her as much I went from seeing her like every single week to like every two months <laughs> but that's what happens when you have a busy life so I definitely understand so it was nice to see her and catch up with her I went with my mom my aunt and my cousin-in-law and we all had red 
and also it included a planner and I don't know if y'all know I love to plan and that planner is definitely going to come in handy when it comes to next year and the podcast and the goals that I have for this ministry because we're going to do big things in 2023 and so planning is going to be so essential when it comes to that so I definitely I'm grateful for that planner. Ashley, Ashley bought that for me for my birthday. So I am very grateful for it because that planner is great enough for like personal things and the podcast, like it's big enough for both of those things. I absolutely love that. Like y'all need to get y'all friends that know you well enough and know what you like because Ashley knew that I would love that. And I absolutely did love it. And I cannot wait to use it in January. I actually think that At the end of this month, I'm going to sit down and fill out January. Go ahead and get started on quarter one. Because like I said, I have some big things coming up and I am so excited. (laughs) So that is my high for this week. And then to go into my low. For my low, I think that I want you guys to pray in agreement with me for my mom. So tomorrow she's getting a colonoscopy and I have to go and take her. Um, So, well, by the time y'all see this, I've already gone through the process I was gonna say pray for me to wake up early but we have to be there at six o'clock and so she's gonna be put on anesthesia and that's always a scary thing but what I want you guys to be in prayer with me on is that her test results come back negative everything looks good so definitely be in prayer with me on that I definitely pray for her this morning because how the new colonoscopies work is you can't eat for the entire 24 hours before your procedure and so yesterday was her last meal today she's just been drinking water she refused to try a chicken broth which is something that was on her list but she refused to try it that lady will literally starve before she tries something that she thinks is nasty so stubborn pray for me when she gets older (laughs) y'all And you have to take like this medicine at six o'clock so she drunk that and then she has to drink it again at three o'clock in the morning so she has to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and then we have to be at the place at six o'clock in the morning so tomorrow is going to be a long day so definitely keep me in your prayers and then also I'm actually filming this episode a day before it goes up nothing bad happened it worked better to film today so I'm gonna have to edit this podcast tomorrow as well but I'm off so that shouldn't be an issue so I plan to edit this while I'm waiting for her to finish up with her procedure but what I just want you guys to pray for is just all of her results come back negative for her colonoscopy and then I I do want to ask you guys a favor I want you guys to make sure that you are following me on TikTok yes TikTok so I feel like the Lord is laying on my heart to try this Pomodoro I think that's how you pronounce it. This Pomodoro study method. You do 25 minutes of studying and then you get a five minute break in between each 25 minute segment. And I feel like the Lord is leading me to start going live in the morning during my study time, doing the Pomodoro method in order to help people get into reading their Bible and feel like, you know, they have a friend during their study time. I'm not going to be talking or anything. It's literally just going to be some lo-fi music playing in the background and just footage of me doing my Bible study. And so I thought it would be great to start it on TikTok 
instead of over on my YouTube page because it's easier to go live over on TikTok. But then when I was like going to test it out, I realized that you have to have a thousand subscribers to go live on TikTok. And currently I'm only at 400 and I think 39. So I'm definitely on the road to get a thousand subscribers over on TikTok. So if you don't be sure to follow me on TikTok, my TikTok will be down below in the show notes and then share my TikTok with a friend so I can get to a thousand subscribers and start doing that and if you guys like don't think you'll be interested in something like that totally fine um I know this isn't for everybody this is for those people who just you know need some help getting into the quiet time habit and getting reading the bible and sticking to it because I it helps me out when I really need to focus in especially like if I'm trying to finish the script for the episode it really helps me to be like set an hour timer and do my 25 minute segments, take a five minute break. It helps me get that work out the way and focus too. So I want to help my people out. So y'all definitely be sure to follow me on TikTok. And if you watch on YouTube and you, you think that you'll be interested on YouTube, let me know. And I'll just, I'll do it on YouTube until I get to a thousand subscribers on TikTok. And then if you want me to do it on Instagram, let me know. You don't need a thousand subscribers to go live on Instagram so I can do it on Instagram as well I just don't know if that's an Instagram thing or not I have seen it done on TikTok because I was doing my research and my gosh y'all TikTok has a community for everybody so if y'all don't know I'm old I am 29 years old but I definitely have like a 69 year old vibe <laughs> not vibe but when I say that like I like my soul I, I'm an old soul and TikTok was a lot for me. It still is a lot. Like when I go on it, I'm overwhelmed. Like when I scroll, I have to hear people talking. Like that is way too much for me. Definitely a lot for my sensory overload. So I don't get on TikTok a lot. Like at one point, you know, I was doing my TikToks and I got really overwhelmed. And I realized it was because of like the sensory overload. And so I had been off TikTok for a long time. And I know that TikTok is growing and I go on Bible talk and I see so many people talking about God's word and leading people to God. And then I found the whole study sector of TikTok and I'm just like, oh, people watch people just doing stuff like that. That'd be great for the ministry. And God was giving me all these ideas in the shower. And so that's why I felt like he was leading me to it. So, yeah, but I am amazed at how much TikTok actually has. That's crazy. Okay. But yeah, that is my low for this week. Well, that's not a low. That's just something that I want y'all to help me out with and be in agreement that I get those thousand subscribers as soon as possible. So thank you guys for that. But that is all that I have for the high and low portion for this week's episode. So let's go ahead and jump into the biblical portion of the episode. So you guys... As I've mentioned before, I am going to start incorporating episodes to provide you guys tips and essentials in this Christian life. And this right here is another tips episode. And it is right in time for the holiday season. So a couple years back when we first started the podcast, I did an episode giving you five tips to remain happy during the holiday season. During that time, I was definitely using those tips because I was recovering. I was a recovering, lonely, unhappy addict. Is that a thing? We going to make it a thing. So during that time in my life, a lot of my cousins had gotten married, had had children, 
And meanwhile, I was just, you know, one of the only ones who still hadn't had a child and I wasn't in a relationship. And so the holidays, they stopped being exciting for me. During college, I actually was in a relationship all throughout college. So I remember four years straight, like every holiday season, I had, you know, someone to spend the holidays with. I would visit his parents' house and he would visit our houses. Our families were kind of intertwined. He was a part of the family. It was a whole thing, right? And so when we broke up, like initially, I was okay initially because I wanted to get out of the situation. And so I wasn't necessarily missing the experience of having somebody because I was basking in the fact that I was out of that situation. But, you know, as one year turned into two and then two years turned into three and I was still single, I did start to feel lonely during the holidays, especially when, like I said, all of my cousins start to get married and have kids. And at the end of Thanksgiving, after we eat the Thanksgiving dinner, they were having to leave to go to that other person's house. You know, at one point that was me. And now I'm stuck with, I'm like the only young person stuck in the house now. (laughs) That was me. And so I began to, you know, to get depressed around the holiday season. I stopped looking forward to it because it just reminded me of how lonely I was. When it came to holidays, I never really was excited anymore. And around 2019, when I started getting closer to Christ, that's when I started learning tools on how not to be so depressed or unhappy during the holiday season. And I wanted to share those tips with everybody else. So I definitely, definitely have grown from that girl in that 2020 video talking about tips on how to be happy because my value and the worth in the holidays aren't found in someone else anymore. So I'm genuinely happy on Thanksgiving to wake up and be able to cook for everybody because it's something that I enjoy doing and I enjoy finding recipes and I enjoy serving and I enjoy putting together this experience for my family. It's truly exhilarating and I get that happiness with or without a man and my own children. And the same thing with Christmas. I don't I don't need anybody. I'm truly happy with where I'm at right now. And that is all thanks to God. I have to tell you guys that. So what I wanted to do this holiday season, since we are getting into the holiday season, is October. And y'all know October really starts the holidays. If you celebrate Halloween, you have Halloween in October, and then you have Thanksgiving in November, and then you have Christmas in December. And so these next three months can feel like a blur can be so busy, can be so overwhelming if you allow it to. So what I wanted to do is provide five tips to help you not be so overwhelmed during the holiday season. Like I mentioned before, I did a video just talking about how to remain happy during the holidays. But this one is going to be about how to not be so overwhelmed because you can be happy and still be overwhelmed because it's the holiday season. It's so easy to get caught up in everything that happens during the holiday season. So I wanted to help you all with tips to help you not to be so overwhelmed during the holiday season 
to get prepared as we go in to November and December. Because it's so easy to get wrapped into the chaos of the holidays that you're just floating through. You're not really basking and taking in what it is about the holidays, the thankfulness, the joy that you should experience during the holidays. You're just staying afloat trying to get through the holiday season. The next thing you know, it's February and you're starting the year all the way over. (laughs) So I want to give you guys tips to slow down, take a breath, and remain focused during the holiday season. So in this episode, I am going to provide you five tips on how to not be so overwhelmed during the holiday season. And of course, I'm going to pair it with biblical background to help you guys out. So I am so excited to get into this. So sis, let's get prepared for the holiday season. So the first tip I want to provide is stop thinking about what you don't have. This is something that a lot of us do, whether it is talking about gifts, whether it's talking about family, whether it's talking about a man or a woman, anything like that. We need to stop thinking about things that we don't have because you really have to think about that wherever you are right now in life, whatever you have, it's all on account of God and what he wants you to have and what he doesn't want you to have and where he wants you to be and where he doesn't want you to be. So if we tend to focus on what we don't have it can definitely lead to comparison which I have an entire episode coming up next week talking about comparison in my recent experience so definitely make sure you follow in the podcast to tune into that episode but also if you are so focused on thinking about what you don't have it can lead to anger bitterness jealousy And a lack of trust in God because you don't trust God to provide that thing for you. You try to go and provide it for yourself. So God just gave me an example. And this is a very hot moment, honest, open and transparent. So a couple years ago before I got into my last relationship, at the time I had a friend who was in a relationship. She was starting out a new relationship and she was just telling me like all the nice things that they were doing, how they were going out on dates and all this stuff. And then I started to just think about not having that. I was just like, oh, that would be so nice if I had that. Oh, I wish I had that. And so I completely ignored the red flags and jumped into a relationship with this guy. And we definitely were not meant for each other. Now, if I wasn't so focused on what I didn't have, I would not have fell into this trap of just jumping into a relationship with this guy because I would have been more aware of the red flags but at the time I was definitely trying to control my life and I just felt like okay this person fits the box there may be a couple red flags but they don't matter and we're gonna get in a relationship but I could have saved myself a lot of time a lot of heartache if I was wasn't so focused on what I didn't have so that example is a perfect example of how Thinking about what you don't have can lead to, one, you not trusting God. Like, I was just trying to do my own thing and not think about what God wanted for me. And then, two, causing jealousy because, like I said, I definitely was jealous of my friend and needed to be in the same position. And I made that happen. But I do have a biblical example for this particular tip. And I thought about Lot's wife. Her story can be found in Genesis 19, 1 through 26, if you guys want to study that in your quiet time. 
But the story takes place in Abraham's time. Y'all know Father Abraham. And it actually deals with Abraham's nephew, Lot, and his wife. So Lot and his family, they were staying in the city of Sodom. And the Lord sent two angels to Lot's house. And then after the angels entered Lot's house, all of the men, young and old of Sodom, they went to Lot's door and they began to bang on his door, demanding for him to send those two angels back out of the house so they could sleep with the angels. Yeah, you heard that right. They wanted to have sex with the angels. They were demanding that Lot send the angels out. So to avoid the angels getting attacked, Lot actually went outside and offered his virgin daughters. Yes, his virgin daughters. He offered his virgin daughters to these men to control them. And the men, they refused this. They like, no, we want the angels that are in that house. And so since you're giving us a hard time, we are about to, you know, kick this door in and destroy you. But then the angels, they came out and they saved Lot. The angels actually saved Lot by striking all the young men and old men in Sodom with blindness. So they couldn't even find Lot to beat him up or find the angels to try and attempt to sleep with them. So after the angels did this, the angels tell Lot that he needs to escape Sodom with his wife and his daughters because God is going to punish the city for what they did. And he was going to completely get rid of the city. That was going to be the punishment. So the angels actually grab Lot and Lot has a hold of his wife and they're running away from the city of Sodom. And the angels actually told Lot and his wife to run and don't look back. So they're running. But as they're running, Lot's wife turns and looks back at the thing that she doesn't have anymore, and she immediately becomes a pillar of salt, immediately. And if you actually Google Lot's wife, you'll see an image of what's believed to be the pillar of salt that she turned into. So that is a great example in the Bible of not thinking about what you don't have. Like, Lot's wife was escaping a very troubled town, These men wanted to have sex with these two angels. So that just lets you know like how corrupt the town was. And it was a good thing that Lot and his wife were headed out of Sodom. Because God was about to completely destroy it. But she was so focused on what she didn't have that she looked back. And she completely turned into a pillar of salt. So you don't want that to happen. You don't want to be salty during the holiday season because if you do think about things that you don't have it is so easy to become salty like I mentioned and another thing I wrote in my notes too is for that person who's struggling with grief if you guys don't know I did lose my grandmother this past year and so this is something that my dad and his family are definitely going to experience this year one thing that I encourage when you're going through grief to avoid just thinking about that person that you don't have anymore and like I don't have them anymore since is to reflect on the good times that you had with that person reflect on all of the good Thanksgivings you had with that person or all the great Christmases you had with that person so for example with my mom her dad passed away years ago before I even was born he passed away but we still celebrate his birthday every year to remember him and 
talk about the good times that we had. Well, not we, because I wasn't there, but all the good times that they had with him. But through them talking about him, I feel like I know him and, and, you know, he's my granddad. So hearing about him makes me feel like I'm closer and actually experience him. So I want to encourage people to try that tactic as they are dealing with grief this holiday season. And with that, that is everything for that first tip. So just a recap, stop thinking about what you don't have. And that leads me to my next tip, which is going to kind of go ahead with the first tip, which is focus on the moment slash focus on what you do have. So this is something that I am currently struggling with in this season and I was convicted on it. And so I'm definitely trying to get better at it. I was convicted on it while I was teaching the Sikh Bible study. And that conviction came from studying the Beatitudes in Matthew during the Sermon on the Mount. And I was just like, you know, I am not really reflecting the spirit of joy right now in my life because a lot of great things are happening right now I'm literally living in an answer prayer like I remember years ago I was praying to have a thousand subscribers and active viewers and here I am with over a thousand subscribers and very active and loyal viewers and I'm so focused on the future and what I don't have going back to the first tip I get so caught up in that I'm not working full-time in ministry I get so caught up in that that I lose the experience of having joy in the answer prayer that God answered for me like come on y'all and I know a lot of us do this because it's like okay what's the next thing what's the next thing but think about how you were when you were asking for the thing that you're living in I always say this so much on the podcast, but there was a time where it was just my mama and Ashley's mama watching the podcast. That was it. We would get two views, no comments, no engagement at all. And then we were praying, 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 working, working, working. And then next thing we know, it may have happened years later, but it happened. God showed up and showed out. And then I was introduced to this group of ladies who was so engaging and so encouraging. And then we got these subscribers and then people started being so encouraging and showing up every single day it premiered. We have these people showing up that we didn't know. They weren't supporting us because they were related to us. They were supporting us because they genuinely loved our content. So if right now I'm so focused on, okay, I want to work full time in ministry. I'm not living in the fact that I am walking in a living answer prayer. And God definitely convicted me on that when I was learning about those Beatitudes. And he, you know, gave me that little heart conviction and was just like, I need you to focus on now. I need you to focus on what I've done for you. Just like I answered the prayer with you getting a thousand subscribers, you'll see the answer manifested eventually. But right now, let's focus on what I've answered. You know, put some respect on my name. Show me that you're thankful for what you have right now and not be so focused on working full time in ministry. Can you imagine? Let's think about since we're talking about the holidays. Can you imagine giving somebody a gift for Christmas and they open their gift and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So what you gonna buy me for my birthday? Like. Wouldn't you be like rude like can we focus on this Christmas present like your birthday is six months from now why are you so focused on your birthday but 
This is what we do to God a lot of times. He'll answer prayer for us and we're like, oh, great. Okay, what's next, God? Answer the next one. It's like, boo-boo, let's focus on the answer prayer that you're living in right now. And so I am definitely having to do that. So I definitely wanted to share that personal experience because I was definitely recently, very recently convicted on that. So we have to focus on the moment. And it's so hard to do that, especially during the holiday season, because there's so much going on. Like we haven't even gotten deep into the holiday season and I'm already starting to feel stressed out about the holidays. (laughs) Like I'm already like, okay, what is my menu going to look like for Thanksgiving? Oh my gosh, my Christmas party is coming up. Oh my gosh, my aunt is having a party this October weekend and I have to figure out what I'm going to do for it. Oh my gosh, I have so much going on. And then you start to think about, okay, I got to buy these Christmas presents. Okay, so how I'm going to make extra money to get these Christmas presents. I got to get this list. I got to start a little bit early. Oh my gosh, Black Friday is coming up. So much happens during the holiday season. So we have to choose joy during the holiday season. It is something that we're going to have to consciously make an effort to do during the holiday season. It's not going to be something that comes easily because like I said, Holiday season can get chaotic. Holidays definitely are hard to focus in the moment, but we have to choose to focus in on the moment, choose to focus on the joy. Yeah, I may be overwhelmed that I have to cook Thanksgiving dinner, but let me think about the people I get to cook for. Let me think about the experiences that I am about to create for me to remember the next generation to remember and the next generation to remember because if we don't focus in on the moment we can forget it like if my mom didn't focus in on her dad she wouldn't be able to share the stories that she's able to share with me now and he's gone and he's been gone since before I was born but I know so much about my granddad as if I actually met him so what would happen if they didn't focus in on the moment and have memories with him to share with me So it's so important that we focus in on the moment. And I actually do have a biblical example for this particular tip. And it's a biblical example that I've talked about in detail before on a prior episode. And that's the story of Mary and Martha. And it's found in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. And like I said, I did an entire episode on it. It's called Sis Be Still. So if y'all didn't check that out, I highly encourage you to check it out because I go into detail on being still and how it correlates to Mary and Martha. But Mary and Martha was the first story I thought about when I wrote this tip down. And so I know it was Holy Spirit led. So I want to talk about it again. But remember, I go more in detail in the sis be still. So what's happening at this time? You have these two sisters, Mary and Martha. And Jesus and his disciples, they're at Martha's house and Mary's there as well. And so what's going on inside of the home is Jesus is talking and he's talking to the disciples and Mary. And the disciples and Mary, they're listening like they're 100% engaged because the Lord is talking, right? And he's probably talking some good stuff, you know, some good teachings. And everybody's focused in except Martha. Martha is distracted by her many, many tasks. She can't focus on the moment because she has so many tasks going on. She's probably cooking. She's probably making appetizers. She's probably cleaning up after the people. She's probably serving wine. You know, they love their wine back then. And so she's distracted by her many tasks. 
And so eventually Martha gets fed up and she walks over to Jesus and she's like, you don't care that my sister has left me to serve alone. And then Jesus reminds her that she must focus in on the moment. Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. You know what that one thing was? Focusing in on the moment, knowing what's important. So Mary, she knew it was important to be at Jesus' feet, to take in everything that he's saying. But Martha, she was so consumed by the many tasks that she had, the things that she got done, that she could not focus on the moment of Jesus, the Christ, being in her home teaching. And so I encourage you all to take heed to this story and not have the spirit of Martha as we go into this holiday season. We need to focus in on the moment and choose joy always. And that leads me to my next tip, which is stop worrying. Ooh, y'all know the holiday season can cause so much anxiety. Like those lists I just gave you, okay, I got to buy presents. I got to get money to buy the presents. I got to wrap the presents. I got to put the decorations up. I got to make a menu. I got to go to the grocery store. I got to get an outfit. All of these things happen during the holiday season and it can quickly, quickly lead to worrying. But I encourage you, just like Matthew 6 and 25 through 29 says, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat and what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Then skipping to 27, it says, can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? If we are so stuck on worrying, there is no way that we can progress forward in this life. Because like I said, worrying immobilizes you. Let's look at this example right here that I thought of. So when you plant a seed in the ground, do you sit there and watch the seed as it grows? Or do you plant the seed and then go on about your business and handle everything that you needed to handle before? If you're worried, what you're doing in retrospect is sitting there and watching the seed grow. And so that's why I said worrying can be very immobilizing because it, it doesn't allow you to move forward. And also, if you worry about something, it's like, have you truly given that thing to God? When you worry, I feel like what you're really trying to do is figure out how I can fix this situation. And I remember Sunday, going back to why I'm filming this episode the day before it. I usually record on Sundays. And I remember when I woke up Sunday, I had so much on my to-do list. Like, I was really overwhelmed. Like, I woke up stressed out because I was like, I have so much to do today. I am overwhelmed. Because when I woke up, I still needed to finish editing the vlog. Because I did not finish the vlog the night before. Because I was so exhausted and I could not finish the vlog. And I didn't want to like have edit the vlog being so tired because I knew I would have messed up something. So I was like, I'll do it in the morning. And so I knew I had to finish the vlog. And then I knew that we had family dinner on Sunday. And then I knew that I needed to write my script. I need to finish my script for the podcast and then I needed to film. But I needed to film before my family came because my family is so loud. But then I was like, I have to get my hair done because I took my crochet out and I was just like, okay, I got to get my hair done now. That's another thing that I have to worry about. And so my mama was going to do my hair. I wanted her to cut my hair. 
if y'all watch the video portion and you can see I have some color on the top. So I wanted my color like completely out of my head. So I wanted her to straighten and cut my hair. And then I want her to braid my hair and put my crochet back in. So I don't have to worry about doing my hair. Then my aunt, she was available to teach me how to do the cricket. So I wanted to learn how to do that. And it was so much y'all. It was so much. But God slowed me down and he said, stop worrying. I'll handle it. You're thinking about how you're going to get all this done. I'll get it all done for you. It may be a little delayed, but it's not going to be denied. Okay. So yeah, right now, 1030 at night, the night before the podcast goes up, I'm sitting in front of this camera on this mic recording this episode. But guess what? It's going to be up tomorrow by 7 p.m. The audio might not be up at 7 a.m., but guess what? It's going to go up. So you're worried about stuff you don't have to worry about. Like verse 27 of Matthew 6 says, can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? So why worrying about something that I'm taking care of is what God was telling me. Why are you worrying about something that I take care of? That's what he told me. So you know what? I just just let God guide me. God said, you want to learn how to do the cricket? Focus on your family. Stop worrying. Have dinner with your family. Learn how to use the cricket. Before they get here, I want you to sit down. I'm going to give you these tips to write this episode. So I sat down on that couch. I got my iPad and those ideas just start coming. And next thing I know, I had five ideas and he provided me some biblical examples. I didn't have all of them, but I had a couple. And then my family came and he said, okay, put that to the side. Spend some time with your family. And as my family was there, I was learning that cricket. It was coming so easy. Everything was working. I was like, oh, look, I made a shirt. Look, I made a shirt. And when they all left, I was like, okay. I've decided I am not going to film because I am off Tuesday so I can just edit the episode Tuesday. So I'll film tomorrow. And I was okay with that. You know, I could, I agree with God on that. So I was like, okay, I'll get my hair done. But my mom was like, no, I'm not doing your hair. Then God said, your hair is fine. And I, 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 I have to admit y'all, <laughs> when I went and spruced up my hair, I was like, I don't like it. I even asked my mom, I was like, is my hair okay? Because I'm just not used to it, y'all. I'm not used to all black hair again. I'm so used to having my blonde hair or having my crochet in. And so I just, I feel like I look a little funny. But he's like, your hair is fine. You'll be okay. So, okay. Okay, God. Delay but not denied. Delay but not denied. (laughs) So, we have to stop worrying because it immobilizes us. Like Like, when I woke up, I was just laying in bed, just laying there, just worrying. Me laying in that bed worrying was not accomplishing anything towards what I needed to get done for the day. I was literally immobilized by worry. And we have to realize that God handles everything that we need done. Y'all know that scripture where it says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. Literally, that's what God does. He handles everything that we need taken care of. And the biblical example I thought of was such a great example of God handling and taking care of things. And it's a story of what Jesus did for Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, James, and John when they were fishing. And so the story is found in John chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. And so what's happening during this time, Peter, who's also known as Simon, he tells Nathaniel, James and John that he's going to go fishing and so the men agreed to go fishing with him and so they fish all night fishing all night they haven't caught a thing 
they fish up until daybreak. So the sun is coming up. So they decide to start going back to the shore. They still haven't caught a thing. And so Jesus is standing on the shore watching them come back. And he yells out, you don't have any fish, do you? So first of all, Jesus is petty because he knew they didn't have fish. <laughs> Me and my small mouth, I would have been like, does it look like I have fish? Do you see a fish? Because, <laughs> you know, I would have been mad. But um, they just, they were polite and they used to say no we don't have any fish and so then jesus tells them to cast the net on the right side of the boat and then they find fish and so i gave you all the scriptures in john chapter 21 verses 1 through 14 but in another account of the gospel in luke chapter 5 verse 5 we actually see that peter does respond to jesus after this so peter says master we've worked hard all night long and caught nothing but if you say so i'll let down the nets and so then after they let down the nets they catch so many fish that they aren't even able to haul the fish net out of the water because they have so many fish because god provided them all the fish that they needed i bet you when they were riding back to the shore they were so worried Oh, man, I didn't catch any fish. Like, I needed those fish to make some money. I needed those fish to feed my family. And we didn't catch a thing. We stayed out all night, and we didn't catch a thing. And they actually snuck out and did this on the Sabbath when they weren't supposed to. Like, this was against the law at the time. And they went and worked on the Sabbath. Like, they really needed this. And they didn't catch a thing. So I know that they were so worried when they were heading back. But... Good old Jesus. He was waiting on the shore for them. Prepared for what they needed. And Jesus is waiting on the shore for us. Prepared for whatever we are worrying about in that moment. He's just sitting there on the shore just waving his hands. Like, hey, I got you. Hey, daughter. Hey, son. I got you. Give it to me. Listen to me. And he'll overflow your cup so full. Your cup is going to be so full, it's going to overflow. You're going to have all you need. Another story I can think of is the widow with the olive oil jar. She only stopped getting oil because she ran out of jars. God provides whatever you need. You don't have to worry. And I want to mention too, oh my gosh, because I love this show, um, The Chosen Y'all, such such a great, great series. But there's an episode of The Chosen that does a beautiful portrayal of this story with Peter and his brother, James, John, and Nathaniel catching all of this fish. Like, it was so beautiful. I actually was, like, laying in bed crying. And I'm not a crier, but it was so touching to see the miracle physically of what Jesus was doing for these men. So I definitely encourage you to check that episode out if you have not seen it. But I just encourage you all through this holiday season to not worry about all the things. God is going to handle whatever you're worrying about. I know it's a lot, sis. I know. Listen, I'm living in this world too. I know that we have inflation. I know that gas prices keep going up. I know. But we can't worry about those things. We have to give it to God. He'll provide. He'll give us peace. He'll give us understanding. So just remember, during this holiday season, stop worrying. All right, and then the next tip is going to be to watch your mouth. (laughs) So, 
in my spare time to make a little extra money, I go and deliver groceries. We have to go and pick up the groceries from Walmart this past Saturday. We went and picked up the groceries. And I really think that the employee was having a really bad day. I rolled down my window and I heard the curse word. He wasn't talking to me, y'all, but I heard the curse word. And I was like, ooh, somebody's not happy. So when he comes to my car, I'm just trying to be nice. You know, hey, how you doing? I'm here for such and such. You can put it in the trunk. Puts it in the trunk. I can tell he's putting it in there angry. He's, you know, he's banging everything down. And he gives me my sticker. And I'm like, thank you. Have a nice day. Now, I could have very easily given him the same energy that he was giving me. But what would they have done? Clearly, he's having a bad day. So, you know what I need to do? I need to show up. I need to be the light. I need to reflect Christ for him. 2 Corinthians 10 and 4 tells us that we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against demons. So there's spirits working inside of these people, making them so angry. So we need to fight the spirit with the spirit, the spirit of God, the spirit of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Jesus, reflecting the light, being the light, reflecting happiness for everyone out there. And in the holiday season, there is going to be a lot of people that we come in contact with that are going to be stressed out. Our retail workers, the mail delivery people, the um, Amazon delivery drivers, Everybody is overworked during the holiday season. Even thinking about my full-time job, we are overworked during the holiday season because everybody like wants to go live with their program before the end of the year. And then you go live through the end of the year, you have a bunch of employees off. So it's like no matter which industry you work in, during the holiday season is always going to be a crazy time. And we just have to remember that, that we don't want to react like the people of the world will react when we encounter someone who's upset. We have to react how God will react. We have to react with patience, kindness, understanding. It can be really hard, especially when you have somebody being very nasty to you. But we have to rely on the Holy Spirit to help us. We never know what other people are dealing with. You may see somebody that's happy and they may be miserable on the inside. Or you may see somebody that has a bad attitude who just found out that their mom has cancer. You never know what people in this world are going through. So you never really want to react immediately with anger. It does not help anything. It doesn't solve anything. We want to stand out in the world. Remember, we are his set-apart people. He created us to be set apart from everyone else. And so the biblical example that I have for this tip is found in James 3, 5 through 6. And it talks about controlling the tongue. So the scripture says, so too, though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts great things. Consider how a small fire sets ablaze a large forest and the tongue is a fire. The tongue, a world of unrighteousness is placed among our members. It stains the whole body, sets the course of life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. So what this scripture is saying is that the tongue, it may be small, but that small spark can trigger an entire forest fire. 
So have you ever thought about like how wildfires are started? I remember in high school, like when wildfires really began to be prevalent in California, I remember thinking like, how does this happen? Why can't they stop it? And I did my own little research because we didn't really learn about that in high school. Because, you know, down here, we're all hurricanes and stuff like that. It's not something we have to worry about. So I remember doing my own research and I found out that most wildfires are started by very small flames. So either someone started a fire in their backyard, maybe burning some boxes, burning some leaves or having a campfire around making s'mores or something. Something so simple and small, a little small ember can come from that fire and travel. And if the conditions are dry enough, it can land on another leaf like in the forest. And the next thing you know, the entire forest is burning down. Or another thing that I saw is a lot of wildfires start from people. They may smoke a cigarette in the forest and just throw the cigarette down. Don't step on anything. And that little small fire from the cigarette burns down the entire forest. It causes many people to lose their houses, many people to lose their lives even. And so when James wrote that the tongue is a small part of the body, and it's a small fire, but that can set ablaze a large forest. He was very intentional because he knew this. And this is so true. Many people, many, many people, they have that little saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt lies. Words hurt. Words hurt sometimes worse than actually being hit because they stick with you. That bruise may go away after a while, but that little nugget that somebody put in your head, never goes away. So it's very important to be nice to people because just like it can set like a a, a bad blaze, it can also set a renewed strength to that person. So that person may be having a, a bad day and you just saying, have a blessed day may trigger in them. Oh yeah. Let me think on the things above. Oh yeah. Let me choose joy. But if you, you know, you're rude to that person and you like, uh, thank you. Or you snatch something for it from them. Or one thing I used to demise when I was a cashier is when they would sit that money on that counter and my hand was out. Ooh. But imagine saying to that person, have a blessed day. Thank you. Who's the bigger person? So a nasty word to someone can go a very long way and erupt in something massive that could have been avoided. But then saying a small, nice word to someone can help them go a long way. So we have to watch our mouth during the holiday season as we go out and interact in this world. Just remember, you never know what someone is going through. And as a kingdom citizen, you are striving to make the world a better place, make the world more reflective of Christ. And you want to show Christ to people. This is the time. This is the time in the year where the most people are shopping, where you'll see the most people in the store whenever you go. So you want to take advantage of this opportunity and show Christ to all of these people who you come in contact with. That's the least we can do, right, for everything that Jesus did for us, right? So I encourage you to take a second and watch your mouth this holiday season. And that leads me to the last tip, the tip that's going to help you out with all the other tips, which is focus on God's word. 
Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and the marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Focusing on God's word is the best weapon that we have against the enemy. This book is full of God's truth, God's wisdom, God's voice, God's protection. This is what you need to pick up on a daily basis during the holiday season. This is going to help you stop worrying. This is going to help you focus on the moment. This is going to help you be still. But you got to pick it up. You got to have faith in it. A lot of the times during the holiday season, we say, oh, I don't have time to read the word. I got all this stuff to do. I got to cook. I got to clean. I got to go to the store. I got to wrap presents. I need to make my sweet potato pie. I don't have time for this, okay? This is time consuming. No, no, I don't want it. I don't want to throw my Bible. (laughs) I wanted to be dramatic and throw it. But I don't want to throw my Bible. But we don't make time for this during the holiday season. Because there's so many other things that we have to do, right? But what should come first? This book, this Bible. So during the holiday season, we need to focus on God's word because that is what's going to overall keep us strong. That's going to help us go through all of these tips. That's going to help us watch our mouth. That's going to help us stop worrying. That's going to help us focus on the moment. That's going to help us be still. And that's going to help us stop thinking about what we have. When we focus on God's word, we have all that we need. When we focus on his word, everything within the holiday season becomes so much easier. And the biblical example that I thought about for this section is Jesus calming the storm in Luke chapter 8, verse 22 through 25. The storm for us is the holiday season. October all the way through January, because we got to put New Year's in there too. That's the storm. But God's word is what calms the storm. So what happens in the story, Jesus and his disciples, they're on a boat. And there's a crazy storm that comes, like crazier than Hurricane Katrina, like the craziest of crazy storms. And they're in this boat and they're rocking and they're rocking. And the disciples, they're they're shaking. They're shaking in their boots. They're terrified. You know what God is doing? (sighs) Knocked out sleep. He's probably slobbering. Knocked out sleep. Not worrying at all. My father hasn't. I'm good. So the disciples, they're like, hey. Master, like shaking him. Like, do you not care about us? Like, we are about to die. Like, the storm is going crazy. Like, you're asleep. You're not helping us. And y'all know what Jesus does. Jesus wakes up. I don't even think that he got up. I think he just opened his eyes, laying on his little pillow. He opened his eyes. And he's like, I rebuke you with his hand. He's just like, I rebuke you. And then when he rebukes the storm, The wind and the raging waters all subsides. The storm goes away, clears out like it never happened. And the Bible says, and all was calm. And then he looks at the disciples and he says, where's your faith? Mm. 
Y'all see how easy Jesus cleared that storm out? That's how easy your storm can be cleared out. If only you pick up the word of God and you're in it on a daily basis. Because that's what God talks to you. That's what God gives you strength. That's what God gives you courage. That's what Holy Spirit convicts you. And as you're reading the word, you can think about throughout the day, the scriptures that you read, the stories that you thought about. And then you can apply to your everyday life. But if you don't take time to get into that word, there's no way that you can take the things in that Bible and apply it to your everyday life. Or you can listen to podcasts like this. But I still encourage you to listen to the Bible, of course. But you want to make time for God during the holiday season. It can be so hard to make time for God, but you want to make time for God during the holiday season because it's going to be the most important. So during the holiday season, you don't want to run away from God. You want to run to God. Because that's going to help you so much during the holiday season. So because I am a Bible study advocate, I encourage you in November to read a psalm a day until you get to Thanksgiving. So you can focus on being thankful. Psalms are full of Thanksgiving. And then in December, read a chapter of Luke a day. There's 24 chapters of Luke. You can read a chapter of Luke a day until you get to Christmas Eve. So be active in your Bible study. Be active in God's word because that is what's truly going to get you through the holiday season. And with that being said, I have completed the entire list of tips that I have. Five tips to help you remain calm and not overwhelmed during the holiday season. But before I go, I do want to say a prayer for everyone, including myself, for God to help us remain calm during this holiday season and apply all these tips that I just provided to you all. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I want to thank you so much for the tips that you provided through this episode. I thank you for the conviction that you've given me during the teaching of this episode and the conviction that you've provided to the listeners of this episode. I pray that we can take heed now and continue to take heed throughout this holiday season. I pray for protection over all of my viewers and all of my family during this holiday season. And I pray that they can just show up every single day during the holiday season, showing who you are and reflecting what you want them to be. I pray, Lord, that if the listener messes up during the holiday season, that they revisit this episode and take your words into reconsideration and know that they haven't failed, that they can still start over whenever it's time. I pray, Lord, as we go out into this holiday season, that we remain calm, that anxiety goes away from us, that you take our burdens and you give us rest, Lord. I pray that we're able to get through Thanksgiving without a worry. I pray that we're able to find everything that we need through the Thanksgiving season. And I pray that we're able to reflect thankfulness through the Thanksgiving season. We thank you for everything that you have done for us this year. And thank you for everything that you're going to do for us through this holiday season. We want more of you during the holiday season, Lord. We want to think about more of you and less of what goes on in this world. Less of these morals and standards that the world has set up for the holidays and focus on being thankful for you and thankful for what you have done for us. We know that without you, that none of this would be possible. And we thank you so much for everything that you've done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And while I'm in this posture, I want to talk about the man I just named. In Jesus' name, God came down from heaven in human form and died on the cross 
to give us the ability to be forgiven for all of our sins and to have eternal life through him. And to receive this, all we have to do is believe in Jesus and accept him as our savior and we become reborn. Now, I say reborn because in John chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to become reborn is really simple. Like I said, all you have to do is accept Jesus as your Savior. So if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior, or you can't remember a time, or like I said, you want to start over, right now is the perfect opportunity to do so. All you have to do, repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. In Jesus' name, amen. And just as simple, you are now a part of the union of Christ. And we are so excited to finally have you a part of the family. Congratulations, y'all. Yay. (laughs) If you did repeat that prayer after me, the first essential step that you want to take is to connect to a Bible teaching church. Churches are going to be so essential for fellowship and purposes. And also you get a pastor who is going to shepherd over your life and teach you God's word and teach you God's truth. So definitely go out and find yourself a great pastor for your life. If you cannot find a church in your area, I always leave my church's live stream link in the description box below where we go live at 830 a.m. and 10:30 a.m. Central Standard Time every single Sunday. And then the second essential step, in my opinion, is to purchase our Reborn Workbook. You can find that link down below in the show notes, but that Reborn Workbook is going to be so helpful in your new walk. It teaches you a lot of things and guides you in the way that you should go during your new walk. So definitely encourage you to check out that link down below. All right, you guys. So that is all that I have for you guys today. But before I leave, y'all know that I have two questions. What was your key takeaway from today? And also, did you learn something new? If you're watching on YouTube, please comment down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can comment down below in the Q&A section. I love to read y'all's comments, so definitely do not hesitate to let me know. I love to fellowship with you guys because it is my goal for this podcast to be like a small group environment. So I definitely love conversating with you all. And then also, I want to give a shout out to my premier group. I see you. We see each other. Thank y'all so much for spending time with me this Tuesday afternoon. I love chatting with y'all in the chat section. And I am so thankful that y'all took time to spend with me and our God. And I really appreciate you all. You did not go unnoticed. And regardless of where you're watching, if it's YouTube or listening on any podcasts and platforms, I want you to share this episode with five of your friends. That is definitely going to help this work get out. We want to make sure everyone is not overwhelmed during the holiday season. So definitely help the next person pay it for definitely you guys and share this episode. And then don't forget, if you do want to submit any high and low moments that you have, you can always do so by submitting to us to our DMs on Instagram, Facebook, our email address. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can comment right down below in the comment section and 
you have the opportunity to be featured on the podcast but that's all that i have for you guys today so i'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here again i thank y'all so much for tuning in and i pray that this episode found you blessed and i pray that it left you even more blessed in the meantime in between time as always be obedient and i'll see y'all next week ciao